0: This is Mark Mengi from BPMD and Metal Allegiance. You are listening to Thunder Underground.
1: Welcome to episode 277 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here. Jason is out this week, but I'm here to bring you an interview with Mark Mengi. Very cool. Got this one done here a couple weeks ago, and we talk about everything that Mark's got going on with BPMD and, of course, Metal Allegiance. So looking forward to hearing that here in just a bit. We're also going to play some new music and talk a couple other things. But before we do that, as always, sponsorships of this podcast, Sunset Tattoo, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a tattoo shop that has over 25 years of experience, they're state licensed, they're mother approved, their tattoos are done good and proper and you can see that by getting on their facebook or their instagram at sunset tattoo tulsa see all their work there they've got a lot of great work we know people personally that have had it done we're going to be having it done by them soon so get in there give them a call shoot them an email set up a time that you can sit down and talk about what work you want done from Jake and the crew over there at sunset tattoo and tell them we sent you also med farm is a dispensary located Right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. Get inside there and check them out. If you don't want to go inside places, guess what? They've got a drive through Most dispensaries don't have that option, at least that I know of. But you can get over there, drive through, pick up your order. You can call ahead. You can text ahead your order to make it quick and easy. Or you can get on Leafly.com to see their entire selection, which is pretty big. Their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their proceeds go into to build no-kill animal shelters, which is an amazing cause that Jason and I have talked about for a long time. We're really glad to be associated with with these guys because of that and and because of everything else because they're a great place run by great people. If you get in there or if you text them or however you contact them, if you let them know that you heard about them on Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order which is very cool as well. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram or their website, MedFarmOK, that's farm, P-H-A-R-M, and tell them we sent you. Hella Hot Hot Sauce, located in the San Francisco Bay Area of California. They're a mom-and-pop style business that makes small batch artisan hot sauces, but you can get online at hellahothotsauce.com and order these to be shipped wherever you want. If you're in the California area, I know that there are a lot of retailers out there as well. They've got a lot of different styles of sauces you can choose from. They've also got artist collaborations with former guests of this podcast, like Ghoul and Hatebreed. Florida Frank from Hatebreed has a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. We've got our hands on some, and it is extremely good. It is very, very hot, but it's also very, very flavorful, which is what you want from your hot sauces. Get on HellaHotHotsauce.com, get on Facebook and follow them, and tell them we sent you. And finally, DEB Concerts, a promoter based right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that has brought a ton of great acts to downtown Tulsa. They keep bringing them in. We can't stress that enough that we love these guys and what they do. They had stuff booked at the BOK last year with Snoop Dogg, this year with Poison, and Tom Kiefer and Sebastian Bach. That one, of course, got postponed we'll let you know as soon as we hear about a reschedule on that the new metal revival should probably be rescheduled as well but in the meantime august 15th dead metal society will be at the ideal ballroom along with rocket science two great bands from the tulsa area which you've got to see if you never have they put on both of them put on excellent shows and then october 23rd la guns will be at the ideal bomb returning they've been there a couple times in the past and they always put on an excellent show. We had Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns on this podcast, and one of those shows, the one that, the one they did with Junkyard, and it was fantastic. So check that if you haven't as well. Get on debconcerts.com to find out ticket info for those shows, and of course to be kept up to date on any reschedules or any future changes and all that great stuff as well. So thanks again to DEB Concerts. All right, we're going to play some music pretty new song that just came out recently from a band out of California called grave mistake this song is called up in flames There from Grave Mistake out of California. Great stuff. Groovy, catchy, everything you want in a heavy rock song like that. I like that they seem to be combining a few different styles, so you can't really say that they fit into this category and that's what you want from your music, in my opinion at least. Side note on this, which is one of our longest, probably longest running supporters, and Coolest people we've met since we started doing this podcast. Kevin Graham actually kind of turned us on to this because he was sharing this recently because his nephew is the drummer of this band. So a huge thanks to Kevin for turning us us on to Grave Mistake and letting us get this out there to you guys listening. So once again, check out Grave Mistake on Facebook, anywhere you listen to the music. This song's on Spotify, YouTube, Tidal, all that stuff. So get on there, check them out. And tell him we sent you. I was trying to think if there was anything else I needed to talk about before we got into the Mark Mingy stuff. But just, uh, what, yesterday, I guess, or two days ago, the news came out finally about the Metallica S 2 release. They had the S&M 2 concerts, the two of them, in California about this time last Actually, I think it was Labor Day last year, maybe? September? But well, speaking of, like I just talked about Kevin Graham a minute ago, he flew out to California for those shows, or at least one of them I know. So, But we've all, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've seen videos at least at some point. There hasn't been, you know, I know they've released songs here or there, but the official full concert release hasn't happened. And who knows, it was probably supposed to happen sooner, but with all the holdup with stuff getting shut down, it might have got pushed back, but the point is it's now coming out. I believe it's August 28th. Get on Metallica.com or on Facebook or wherever. Pretty much just Google Metallica and you'll find the link for the pre-order for this thing. They've got a lot of different options. You know, a huge, gigantic freaking option. and includes, like, music sheets that are autographed or something, I think. And then, like, there's a normal size... Deluxe package that includes vinyl, Blu-ray, a book, CDs, picks, and all kinds of stuff. And then I think you can also just order, you know, the double vinyl, the CDs, the digital, you know, the drill. All that great stuff. But the point is, snm 2 is finally coming out in its entirety. So I'm sure once that happens here in another month and a half, we'll probably give you our review on it because... You know Metallica's Jason's favorite band, as we've talked about many times in this podcast, and I love them as well, so we'll be talking about that all once it happens. But in the meantime, get on there and pre-order that thing if that's your if that's your thing. Another thing I wanted to point out is that you know there's some shows happening around the country. you know we've talked about a couple since about early to mid June. some shows started popping up at smaller venues you know, around here and other places around the country. And we've got one this Saturday, July 18th, here in Tulsa at Badass Renee's. That show will feature Pay the Ghost, Dark Matter, Secrets of a Ghost, Caliber, and Violent Victim. The show kicks off at 9 p.m. You've got five bands, and it's only five bucks at the door. So get in there. Support some local area heavy metal if you're in the Tulsa area. Violent Victim was on this podcast back on episode 2. I believe it was 253. No, hold it. I looked it up here. 238. So go check out episode 238, which featured Brax and Jimmy from Violent Victim. But yeah, if you're in the Tulsa area, that's a cool one you can check out. So get over there and do it. All right, Mark Mingy. If you're a diehard fan of heavy metal, I'm sure by now you've, you know who Mark Mengi is. But for those of you who don't, he's part of two of the bigger supergroups in heavy metal these days. He's actually the person that spearheaded Metal Allegiance, which now has two two out well they have two albums and an EP. And he is also part of BPMD, which just released their debut album. In early June. BPMD is the initials of the four members of the band. Bobby Blitz Ellsworth, Mike Portnoy, Mark Mingy, and Phil Dimmel. Whenever I first saw this, you know, announced last year, sometime, I think it was, or end the last year, I can't remember. I was blown away when I saw that. I'm like, Phil Dimmel, Mike Portnoy. I mean, we already know that Mark Mingy and Mike Portnoy work great together. They've been doing it with Metal Agents for many years now. Phil Dimmel one of my favorite guitarists out there. Love yeah. everything he did with Machine Head. And now I can't wait to hear the new music that Violence is working on. I got to see Violence live in one of their their reunited shows they did this past year. They didn't get to do a ton of them before the whole shutdown, but they did one in Dallas back in January at the, uh, at Power Trips Festival, Evil Beat 2, and I got a chance to check him out, and that was great. Anyway, those four guys together got together and put out a covers album, and that's kind of what the project is. He talks about here in the interview coming up some possible future plans they might do with that as well, but it was put together, you know, as like a a fun project for these guys, and it turned out great. You know, Toys in the Attic is fantastic. Walk Away, like the the whole thing's great. It's just something cool, and I kind of mentioned in the interview, it's, it's cool to hear stuff like this with someone like Blitz singing, because he's got such a unique voice, and normally when you hear someone cover some of these songs, you know, they've just got kind of a standard what you expect from a rock and roll voice, but you don't really expect to hear the singer of Overkill singing some of these tracks, and they come off great, so very, very cool. And then, of course, Metal Allegiance, you should know them. If you don't, as soon as you get done listening to this, go check them out. It's, you know, an all-star thing that was started as a live deal and turned into albums with the, you know, original music. Mark Mingi on bass, Portnoy on drums. And then you've got Alex Skolnick on guitar, who was on this podcast just recently. And then you've got Dave Elfson, excuse me, David Elfson on bass some of the time as well, who was also on this podcast. And then you've got a rotating cast of vocalists that include Mark from Death Angel on a few tracks. Then you've got Bobby from... Overkill as well on there. Phil Anselmo sings a great song. John Bush. This is, you know, it's a who's who of heavy metal vocalist Check those out if you have not Anyway, I should probably quit rambling about all this and just let you hear from Mark himself. So here we go Here's Mark Mingy from BPMD and Metal Allegiance american-made album came out earlier in june was this uh something that you guys had everything done before you know the covid shutdown happened or
0: yeah didn't yeah, kind
1: of hinder that at
0: all no nah, well, this is we finished a record in 2019 end of 2019 oh okay there was a mixed masters all done um we didn't even have a label when we when we finished so we I would say end of January, early February is when we signed with, um, with Napalm. And that's when we set a release date, not knowing, uh, (laughs) COVID was going to hit. And, you know, obviously March, April, May were pretty rough months. Right.
1: Projects like this, a lot of times don't see, you know, touring or anything, but like before COVID hit, how did you guys plan to promote this? Was it just going to be similar to how it, how it has been?
0: No, no, no. We were we had a bunch of festivals, European festivals, booked. Uh, oh, okay. few benefit, we were going to play and support it. Um, but again, you know, we're still hoping to do that. And we have plans to do that. It's just a matter of when the world opens back up to allow us to do that. Right. I mean, obviously, you have,
1: you know, the history with all these guys through Metal Allegiance, especially yeah. Portnoy. But like, how did the, how did this whole thing come about? Like, whose idea was it? And how did everybody get together?
0: Yeah, just uh, something I thought of last summer, um, hanging out in the backyard with my family. that's my Actually, my then eight-year-old, now nine-year-old son actually put the idea in my head, and he said, hey, Dad, you guys should play this, and it was Saturday Night Special. It was on the radio, and that's kind of the light bulb went off, and I I just called Blitz, and from there, it was uh, born from there. Cool. What was the idea to bring in Dimmel? Uh, i think that was phil he he said he actually asked me who 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 we got to play drums and guitar and i I was like i know a drummer i got i got a guy and um mike did it and phil came in through blitz and when blitz said phil's name i was like absolutely and he would be perfect for this because he could do you know play rhythm well and lead well and uh, it's only one guitar outfit so yeah he, he immediately accepted and Literally, after a week or two, we were down at Portnoy's house uh, arranging and recording. Wow.
1: Well, what was the the process of, once you guys got together, the process of picking all the songs? Was it a, a collaborative thing where everybody brought in ideas, or did you come up with the, this track list? Or?
0: No, it was, we each get to pick two songs, as long as it was released in the 70s by an American band. But we each get two. Uh, you couldn't argue the other's choices. You had to do them. <laughs> and then, which gave eight songs, and then there was two community picks, um, which we voted on, which was relatively easy. And that was American Band and the James Gang Walk Away. Um, yeah, and it was a relatively easy process with that.
1: Well, what were your two picks? Or Saturday Night, Night special, special, obviously one of them, right? Uh, yep.
0: Yeah, and uh, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Okay.
1: Well, obviously you just said you had your your two picks, and then the the two community picks. Were, were there any songs that? Any other songs you recorded or rehearsed that ended up getting scrapped or
0: no? We just went in just what we had planted and ready to go, and that was it. We just focused on that. Okay,
1: I mean, obviously, this is still early to even ask this question, but is this something you think you guys could keep going down the line with another album or AP in the future?
0: Yeah, we're talking about it. Um, you know, we're definitely talking about it. There's other territories. You know, a lot of great music came out of the '70s in England um some of our favorite bands from you know of all time are you know 70s english bands so we would love to cover that region and um you know this just came out still fresh still new and uh yeah we'll see what happens but yeah we're definitely not ruling it out for sure
1: cool so it'd be more like a a theme thing every time you do it
0: uh who knows depends on the day (laughs) (laughs) right it, it, it literally depends on the day
1: you know, you had these uh, festivals planned and hopefully, you know, you can do this again in the future live, but like, would it just be a straight up show of the, the songs you put on this album? Or do you think you'd bring in other covers or maybe songs from any of the band members projects?
0: That's a great question. We never gotten that far. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I would definitely, obviously the record, uh, the record's only recorded version is what, 39 minutes long. So live, that would probably be 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and if we did full-on shows, yeah, you know, we'd probably bring in MA original music and Overkill. I would assume. Um, I've always assumed, but again, it depends. Who knows?
1: Well, how many different uh, combinations of those four letters did you guys put together before you came up with BPMD?
0: <laughs> just about every combination you could think of. Okay, so you just write them all there.
1: out and then just look at what sounded best.
0: Yeah, it's just you know whatever flowed the best.
1: Right. You know, another thing I was thinking about when this came out is that, you know, Blitz's vocals are
0: pretty abrasive when you
1: compare them to some of the, the singers on, you know, some of the songs on this. I mean, it fits well with Aerosmith and I mean, it fits well with everything. But I just mean, was that something you guys took into account, like how his voice would sound when these songs are no, amped up?
0: No, no. I, we, I mean, Blitz has a unique voice. We We all understand that. But he can also adapt, and I think he adapted pretty good too, um, especially yeah. for songs like the like "Walk Away," things like that, which is not in his range. Uh, he figured it out, you know. Even Butzel will be the first to tell you he never imagined doing a David O'Reilly Roth song ever, <laughs> right? Uh, but he had to figure it out, and he and he killed it. He did an awesome job, uh, you know, presenting the songs the best possible way he can.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Portnoy, with
0: you know, this project and metal allegiance, how
1: do you think that you guys mesh as a rhythm section?
0: I like to think good. This is our four, fourth record together. Um, we've done a countless amount of shows together and tours and whatnot. Um, and yeah, no, it's just, for me, it's comfortability. You know, I feel comfortable with him back there. I know, you know, I, I know how he operates, you know, so it's just, uh, again, four records deep with him. So again, I think it's pretty good. I'm more jealous that, um, he gets to play with Billy Sheen though. So,
1: <laughs> right. Well, whenever going back to the you know the beginning of Metal Allegiance, was he was he the guy you always had in mind to
0: play with? It just started. It just he was there from day one. You know, uh, even pre-MA, he was there, and uh, we, he was just always part of. He was always part of it. So it was never thought out, like who could we you know it was never like that uh, on any of these projects. It's never like that. It's just I guess timing, or you know, he was there from the beginning, and uh, he stuck with it you know all the way through. He's one of the few that's been involved from literally day one, yeah
1: when you're writing those songs for metal legions do you write them with a the vocalist in mind, or do you just write the song and then seek out who you think would fit best after
0: yeah see, we rewrite to write, and then we seek it out. You know, I remember when we were writing Mother of Sin, Alex and I wrote that. And uh, halfway through, I was like, man, Blitz would sound awesome on this. Uh, I just remember saying that in the studio and we called Blitz and he did it. Same thing, you know, songs like Can't Kill the Devil. I remember writing that and it was like, man, this screams Chuck Billy. And and that's the beauty of it. You know, we could work with different vocalists.
1: Yeah. Is there uh, anybody that you've tried to get involved or that you want to get involved that it's not worked out yet on the? The three releases,
0: yeah. Uh, there's a, a band missing from the big four that we would absolutely love to have <laughs> right. play with us. Uh, a little band called Metallica, right? Yeah, um, I'm hopeful though, one day, yeah. Well, what's the I think
1: I'd read at one point that you guys were already working on the next album, is that correct?
0: Uh, start it, it that got put on hold with everything with COVID and um. You know, and we're all scattered all over the place. And I'm adamant about being in a room writing together. I will not write and make an internet record. I I just won't do it. I won't do it at all. Okay. Uh, I'd rather not even play if it's going to be like that. Um, You know, I need to be in a room, and I think that's why MA records come across so well. And even the BPMD record, we were together when we did this stuff. It, It wasn't like we were sending files back and forth. Right. You know, if you if you listen to Mike's drums on BPMD, on the BPMD record, you know, he was recording to me and Demo playing live to him, you know, so it has that, you know, that human element to it.
1: You know, the, the two full-length Metal Legions, you're saying you wrote everything, like you and Skolnick and Portnoy sat down together?
0: Yeah. Okay. Room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, not yeah. Only, not only that, um, even after writing, we would be in a recording studio together. Yeah. I just, I, I'd rather not play if it's going to turn out to be the way it's I, what I've been seeing over the last few months.
1: Right. How's the process of deciding, like, I'm going to play on this song or Dave Olfson's going to play when it comes to the bass parts? Uh,
0: it, it's uh, writing sessions. It goes, you know, um, with this last record with Power Drunk, um, I went to the first writing session with Mike and Alex and we actually wrote six songs within like three or four days. We wrote what's yeah we wrote six songs within that session and then I purposely stayed back so Dave could get his time in with them and uh, they put together four songs um, for the last record so he just played on those four and I played on the six I wrote he played on the four he wrote kind of going back before Metal Allegiance
1: you were kind of more behind the scenes most of the time like what's what are you most proud of in your career outside of the recorded music you've done.
0: Uh, probably the one thing that comes to mind is um, more on the live side where a few years back where I got to befriend uh, Cliff Burton's dad Ray and he uh, let me play Cliff's bass for a, gig, for a song um, we did a, a Fallen Heroes tribute show so to me that's always kind of the humble, most humbling thankful moment you know because if you go back to 10 year old Mark I would have been freaking my shit out <laughs> <laughs> Right. yeah so uh, yeah, that's yeah, things like that. And, um, yeah, I'm just humbled and thankful every day that I get to, you know, write, jam, play, record with these guys. Yeah. Well, which,
1: uh, I'm assuming it was a Metallica song you played on the
0: bass? Yeah. Yeah. Disposable Heroes.
1: Okay. Well, what do you, uh, kind of on a side note, I mean, if I have you seen Metallica in recent years whenever, oh, yeah, uh, Rob Trujillo is playing.
0: Oh yeah, he's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's well, like on the, at least on the. I don't remember if he was doing it before uh, the most recent tour, but he was playing uh, "Anesthesia"
0: in its entirety. Yep, yeah, and he's like, I, he's the perfect bass player for Metallica. That dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen them every. I think every time they've hit New York in some capacity in the last twenty five years, um, and you know, obviously with Ma and whatnot and my travelings, I've seen them. You know. In other, all across the country out of this country i've seen them a lot and uh, every time i'm always sitting there watching them I, I noticed uh through your instagram and stuff
1: throughout the past you know year or two um all your vinyl like what's your uh your favorite your best piece that you think you're on
0: my favorite is i have a first pressing "Kill 'Em all from megaforce Records, signed by cliff james kirk and Lawrence. wow um, that hangs on my wall though that doesn't get played um so that's my favorite probably my most cherished piece um i've been told I have a lot of valuable vinyl which i didn't even know (laughs) 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 you know so uh, i i've always been buying records since i was a kid i never stopped even through the 90s and 2000s where they were dead um i just like the sound of vinyl uh, more so because you could hear the bass the bass response you hear that warmth in that bottom end um I love the artwork, of course. So, yeah, I never never stopped with it. But, yeah, I got a lot, that's for sure. Um, As far as value goes, no idea.
1: Yeah. What's your – do you have, like, a Holy Grail piece that you haven't been able to find yet?
0: I am looking – yeah, there's two, actually. Uh, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, First Pressing looking for that um and I could buy it online but I refuse to do it. Uh, I I want to find it in a record store. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's my thing. Going up to this, the hunt. You know, uh there's that one and um I'm looking for a first pressing of uh Mono and I, they did it in Mono back then at the Abbey Road. Okay.
1: So is that the way you always do it? You you refuse to buy anything off online?
0: I won't buy a vinyl online. I refuse to. Yeah. <laughs> Vinyl, yeah. viny, vinyl, vinyl deserves to be sought out in a record shop where you pick it up, hold it, look at it, get lost in the music there. Um, I've never to this day bought a vinyl online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the only ones I've bought online are you know, a couple like, you know, things that just came out new or special things, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Even BPMD. I went to the record store and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's my excuse to get out to the, to the record store. Um, you know, it's just something, you know, one of the few things that I've been doing since I was a child. Yeah. You know, um, you know I enjoy it and, you know, I'm hope, you know, and there is that vinyl resurgence going on right now. And hopefully people still doing that. You know, my local record store has been open for 50 years. Uh, This, this year's you know, next year is 50 years. So um, there are people like me still. Thank, thankfully. Yeah.
1: Well, there's obviously been a little less music released this year than normal, but like, what are, is there anything that's come out in 2020 that you've been digging?
0: Uh, I, li- I like the new Testament record a lot, right? Um, which is pretty awesome. Um, as far as new stuff, I, you know, I really haven't listened to much to be honest with you. Um, and that's no disrespect towards anybody. It's just, I've been so inundated in my own writing and, and what I've been doing. And I, I don't, especially when I'm writing. I don't listen to a lot of music when I'm writing um, just for creativity reasons. Right. Our
1: uh, episode that actually came out today is with Alex Skolnick and that Titans of Creation is fantastic. It might be my favorite album of the year.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice. And it's nice to see Alex getting some writing credit again. I like the credit MA for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess kind of on a side note, being a, a big Yankees fan, what's your thoughts on uh, 60 game season. I mean, do you yeah, think it'll should. be kind of a footnote in history? or Are you cool with it?
0: After reading these rules, man, they should just cancel the season. These <laughs> new modified rules—it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, you know, I don't uh, like the whole extra innings. Put an automatic runner on second base. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: you know,
0: it's it's. I don't know. I I don't. I just wish they would play the game for what the game is, not try to modify it to make it faster or or, or this and that. Yeah. My yeah,
1: opinion. I'm a, a Mets fan, actually, and being an NL guy, I'm kind of bummed about the, the DH thing, but at the same yeah, time, having Cespedes, you know, going into that role might be a good thing for the Mets, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, it's, it's I like that the National League uh, always had a pitcher at bat. I never, I was always happy they never did a DL there. Um, I think the pitcher should bat, even in American League. Yeah. You know, if you're on that field, you should be up at bat, you know, Um you no, know, but obviously with American Week, you're accustomed to it because it's been however many years now. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, 60 games is better than nothing. You know, I, I just think at this point, you know, everyone's craving sports shit. I've been watching courthole competition on ESPN, <laughs> so right. you know, I'll take anything right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate all the support, dude.
1: There you go, Mark Mingy. From BPMD and Metal Allegiance, a huge thank you to John Freeman at Freeman Promotions. And of course, a huge thank you to Mark for taking some time out there to talk to me about everything he's got going on with BPMD, Metal Allegiance, little baseball there at the end. You know, all that's going to be kind of interesting to see. Baseball, basketball, the stuff they've got announced coming up the way they're doing things. And then, of course, we'll have to see what football decides coming up. But it's always cool to hear stuff like that from musicians because normally you just hear them talking about music or these days the coronavirus, whatever. <laughs> Mark's a Yankees fan, for those of you who are not familiar. All right, if you're a first-time listener or you haven't listened that often, thank you for checking this out. Like I mentioned before, Alex Skolnick, you know, was a big part of Metal Allegiance, and he was just on this podcast here in this past month. That was very cool. We also had David Elfson from Megadeth on here a while back, as well as Chris Broderick, who used to be in Megadeth, now in In Flames. We had on James Lomenzo, who used to be in Megadeth, now is with John Fogarty, who was also, of course, with Black Love Society and Pride and Glory and White Lion. We also had on... Guys from Avatar, Seven Dust, The Black Dahlia Murder, Miss May I, Battlecross, Crowbar, Prong, Corrosion and Conformity, White Zombie, Sons of Texas, Death Angel. Hey, I mentioned Blitz from Overkill. Uh, Sid Falk was the drummer for Overkill during their kind of heyday back in the late 80s, early 90s, and he was on this podcast way early on. We actually did a two-part because that was pretty lengthy. That was that was really cool. And we've also had a lot of guys on from the the melodic glam rock side of things like Warrant, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses. We've had on Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulik from KISS. We've had on guys from Shinedown, Saving Abel, Candlebox. We even had on a Singer of Trapped, and I know what a lot of people think about him, but hey, check out that one if you're if you're feeling so inclined, but anyway, check out any of them. 276 previous episodes. They're all on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud, all that great stuff. You can also listen directly off our website at thethunderunderground.com. You can also see reviews on there, buy merch, get on YouTube, follow us, subscribe to us at the Thunder Underground. We've got a lot of stuff that's different from. Stuff that goes on here on the podcast. I recently did an unboxing and tasting of Florida Frank's hot sauce. And you can also follow us on all our other socials. We would greatly appreciate it if you like, if you're on somewhere listening to it, if you, you know, could leave us a five-star rating or whatever it is on, if it's on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever it allows you to do, share, subscribe, like, all that stuff goes a long way to help us. And it's completely free for you to do. So we would greatly appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back here in the next week. We've got interviews coming up with Dusty from Dirty Rotten. And Gabe from Enterprise Earth. We've also got a couple other things in the works. Thanks again to Mark Menge for taking the time to do this. Thank you to Medfarm, Hot Hot Sauce deb concerts and sunset tattoo and until next time
0: thunder underground y'all